0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thundercast. We've been gone for a little bit here. I'm Anthony Colson alongside
1: uh, Chevy Blackburn
0: and Seth Whitehouse. We had the Thanksgiving break, and then last week. Um, it was like week, dude. It was oh, great. A
1: lot to catch up
0: on. A lot to catch up on it. Yeah, last
1: week we didn't do any because uh, I actually had COVID, so I had to stay out and away from everyone.
0: Yep. Yep, Chevy had the good old Rona, so we had to, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: we had to stay out um, and, you know, be safe. But we're back and running. We're covering things all the way back to November 16th now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a very fun one, very informative uh, podcast about the previous games. And um, I'll start out with volleyball because that was our most recent to the sixteenth, right? That was, a seven, was the seventh. Yeah, that was a 17. yes. the seventeenth. Yes. So, tournament. yeah. So the Thunderbirds qualified for the WAC tournament for volleyball. First SU team to qualify for a conference tournament in the WAC. So, congrats to them. Granted, it was up against the top seed UTRGV, the Vaqueros, and um, I thought the match started at six. 30, but it started at six. So I was 30 minutes late oh, to the action. So I missed the first set, but then the second set, so the SU lost the first set 25 to 17, won the second set 25 to 18, and it was a great showing of teamwork. Everyone was communicating really, really well. And then the last two sets were just uh, not not the most pleasant to watch. <laughs> lost the third set 25 to 15 and lost the fourth set. 25 to 12 ending SU season at 7 and 17 but 6 and 8 in conference play.
1: And yeah. honestly like just the way they picked it up at the end of the year or the season for them was that's why they made the playoffs. Yeah. So many in conference wins and
2: just crazy performances from so many different girls and there's so much to build on here for Casey Casey Natty head coach um Molly McDermott, sophomore, one of their setters coming back, their like main catalyst at the end of this uh, season really. Mackenzie Templeton, their outside hitter, junior coming She's back for her senior yep. year. Riley Otson, rotated in and out at outside hitter. A lot of girls that played some very, uh, very very good volleyball this year, um, coming back for next year into their second year and it'll be very good and.
0: They're just going to continue to build and build from here on. I think it's going to be something kind of like soccer. You know, how mm-hmm. soccer last year was just horrible, and this year, complete, you know, complete 180. You know, just, you know, at top of the whack throughout the season. Granted, they did miss out on the conference tournament, but especially with how good the whack is in women's soccer, uh, you know, I believe it's going to be that type of turnaround for them where they're going to be a top four, top five team. Next year and can compete because there's a lot of games that we lost that we should have won in the fourth or fifth set. You know, plenty of games should have gone our way. I can't remember which one. Oh, I think it was like what, Tarleton or Tar- something. It was. I think it was Tarleton. Tarleton uh, or Abilene,
2: was, where we were the purple just teams. Control. <laughs> yeah, back at that.
0: <laughs> we Portland, were just
2: controlling the, the entire first set and midway through the second set, but then. We
0: kind of got into our own way, and I completely agree. Yeah. Big things for volleyball next year um, as we'll move on to the
1: next one. I
0: think that straight into football, right? Yeah.
1: We should probably go for football first real quick because they played a good week at Sam Houston on the 19th. Sam Houston's going, I believe we talked about it, they're going to the FBS. Yes, they are. They kind of moved the game up because they want to just get their season over with and go up to the FBS. And the men, especially the defense, like this defensively, like that was what I think our defense needed going, like to finish the season off because we were allowing quite a bit of points oh, towards like the y- end of our season.
2: Utah Tech probably pissed off Fitz so much. And to get a rebound like that against mm-hmm. a team like Sam Houston, winning 17 to 17, so still having some 17 to 7, sorry, still having some sort of. Offensive,
0: like, production as well mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah, and I remember, what was it? It was after, I believe it was the Lincoln game, and we were asking, Coach, how can you build off of this? And, you know, he kind of mentioned Sam Houston moving to the FBS and said, like, this is, this is our bowl game here. You know, this game's our bowl game. We're going to try to finish out the season strong, and they did that. You know, and Sam Houston's been known as a powerhouse in the FCS. A lot of people know North Dakota State, Mm -hmm. but before North Dakota State. Didn't they win it, like, a year or two ago? Yeah, I think think actually up against North Dakota State or something like that. But, you know, they've been a powerhouse in the FCS for so long. And for especially a first-year coach in, like, a brand-new roster, that's big to win up against Sam Houston, who, yes, they've struggled this year. But at the same time, it's Sam Houston State. When you can get a win against them – People know you're serious.
2: It's it's so, so huge. And had great performances from a lot of different people to finish it out and to actually earn them some whack awards mm-hmm. the week after. Um, just list down those awards here really fast because we had a lot of Thunderbirds on that list. Justin Miller, Money Miller, at quarterback, was named to the first team. Our just standout leg, Jake Girardi, first team uh, uh, in the punter position. Lyle Santos, uh, first team. Connor Colemore, first team. Then we had some, I'm going to use a Stephen A. Smith word right here, okay? Some blasphemous stuff go down. (laughs) Posture. Absolute ridiculous thing happen in the wide receiver category. Isaiah Wooden. Who's been our guy, had 832 yards this season, six touchdowns, so big for us, and just dominated whack play all around, was named to the second team. And I understand there's a lot of dudes on there. The freaking <laughs> player of the year, Xavier Gibson, receiver, he's outstanding. He should be there. Joey Hobert, got to tip our cap to the tech people down there. He was outstanding. There's no reason wouldn't you be in that second team. Absolutely ridiculous.
1: I'd have to agree with that because I think we were looking at this when it came out, right? And the only thing he wasn't leading in was, like, actually re- actual receiving yards, but, like, scrimmage yards, rushing yards, like, everything else, kick returns, everything he was leading in. It's absolutely dumb. We
2: might have, like, a little bit of a... Bias probably but just but. just a teeny <laughs> little bit. Wooden's a great guy. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, but dumb. <laughs> Moving on though. <laughs> Peyton Payne, big D lineman. Um, also named to the second team, and then I believe Rod Ward was also on the second team as well. Hot
0: Rod. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that's on there. and also Roderick Ward. He is currently a NFL sleeper draft pick from what I've heard. Uh, for this upcoming draft, some There's draft boards of, have him as a sleeper pick.
2: A lot of FCS, uh, um, NFL college football analysts looking at him, and rightfully so, he's been great he's been this year,
1: yeah. In the secondary, like,
0: isn't he only a, s- he's a junior. Red yeah. junior? Junior, mm-hmm. junior, I was about to say sophomore, but you had to play two years of college ball <laughs> to be able to be <laughs> draft, so yeah. yeah, long, long day, but
2: yeah, oh, I, I completely botched Jake Girardi's. Jake Girardi was also special teams player of the year for the WAC. So So he
1: made first team? He was
2: first team, but he was also just recognized as special teams player of the good. year. Yeah. Just because exactly. he's the greatest ever. Right.
0: That man better have an NFL future <laughs> ahead of him because when he punts that ball, <laughs> he's a great punter. It's going to the moon. He the moon flips the field every play. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So as you said... Outstanding first season for uh, Coach Lane Fitzgerald and our Thunderbirds. And now we're in that offseason. College football is changing. We're not really sure what lies ahead for the guys still on the team. Some might enter the transfer portal. Some new guys may be coming in because that's just how things are. But overall, outstanding season and so much fun to
0: to watch these guys. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see what happens if uh... – Flame Fitzgerald can hit the jackpot once again. In the trans portal with guys uh-huh. like Isaiah Wooden, uh, you know um, Zach Strand. He's yeah. graduated, but you know followed I, Isaiah. Wooden. Isaiah, stay at SU, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mitchell Mitchell Price, I believe he's a senior. Zach
1: done? Strand nominated for wasn't it the?
0: Mm. It was
1: huge though. It was, a it big was award. one of the SCS
2: awards. I saw a stat that said something, and we might have touched on it before. They really highlighted that powerful. he's had a sack in D3, D2, and yes. D-
0: D1. D D one. He's the only play, only first player ever. First player ever to do that, uh-huh. which is very huge. It shows the path that he has followed, but, you know, Maybe Mitchell Price, if you ever listen to Thundercast, uh, come back for your graduate year, graduating uh, graduate uh, year. See, I don't know. I, I think he's he a might senior. be done. He might be done. I think he's. I, I w- liked him at, at the really strong safety this he year. Was, he he, he was, was a great safety for the team and just a great leader overall. For sure. Um, I met him before the football season started when the football team was doing like their uh, uh bone marrow campaign, like you know the be, be the donor stuff, and I'm walking just mind my business, and um, one of my friends Noah. Yeah, you know, introduces me to uh, to Mitch, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're on a football team, and you know, just a great guy, great guy all overall, around. great hair as well, great just <laughs> curly hair, um, but yeah, just great guy, great all ar- person,
2: all around. That's what the team's turned into, complete yeah. switch, just yeah. great
0: character, great everybody. character, just great drive, great motivation, yeah, for sure.
2: Now, I guess moving on to something that put SUU on the map, really. Our men's basketball team went into Allen F- Fieldhouse Allen Fieldhouse yeah, Alan field arena? arena the
0: fog the fog the fog
2: field <laughs> um and took on the reigning national champion Kansas Jayhawks and boys we gave them an absolute run for their money and it came down to the last second we ended Literally. up losing 82 to 76 sixth officiating <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> I officiating. completely agree. I'd have to agree with that. We were within one, with one minute left. Yeah. Just, like, to be a smaller school, like, I know we're D1 and everything like that, but going against Kansas, like, everybody expects, oh, they're going to get blown out. It's a pig. Yeah. Like, you're going to get blown out. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they can get started early, SUU, we actually will have a chance to stay in a game.
0: And they got started early.
1: They started well really early. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. I have, I have screenshots on my phone as she was up by, like, five in the middle of the first <laughs> half because I had I had to capture the moment. <laughs> I was watching it on my phone. But, um, but you know, these are the type of games that, you know, even though it was a six-point loss, potential recruits who are interested in southern Utah or we reach out to them and they look, all right, let me look their schedule because that's what you do as a recruit, you know. Mm-hmm and you see a six-point loss Mm -hmm. to one of the best college basketball programs of all time, that's going to put you on the map. It's going to put you on the map kind of like how UMBC upset Virginia for a 16-seed over one-seed upset where their school website crashed because of how many people were typing up UMBC, (laughs) you know? So even though it's a loss, this game definitely puts our team on the map overall.
2: For sure, and it was just a loss that just was so heart-wrenching because – how big would it have been?
1: Oh, it's so big.
2: It would have been huge, and I feel like it might get lost in the weeds as we go through whack play, and I hope it doesn't, but such a great performance. Tev went off 25 points. Uh, amazing out of 14. Banking it in from the corner, which yeah, I'd never...
1: Was...
2: wild. Like um, I've
1: done that before, but I'm not a shooter like him. <laughs> so. a subtle little flex there. <laughs> so, like, but I, I... That was just pure luck. Like, his, yeah. he's an actual, like, really good 3 point shooter.
2: So. He's he's insane. Harry had 12. And just to touch on those, we got to talk about it. That last little officiating defensive possession where the game was really tight. Their guy, Grady Dick, I believe it was Grady Dick, right? Yep. Or was it Wilson? Grady Dick.
0: Uh, I think it was Grady Dick. Yes,
2: Goes up for a layup. Spurgeon's on him. Absolutely just shwacks the (laughs) absolute crap out of his shot. Unfortunately, rolls to Grady Dick, who hits a three. Go down the other end of the court. I believe Tev makes his shot. I think he made a three. But gets called for a charge. Looked like Grady Dick was moving. Didn't really think there was any offensive foul there at all. It wasn't really set. So Debatable tough but still just
0: a great performance big 12 fishing saving the jayhawks once again mm-hmm. you know gotta save your prize possession of the big 12 in basketball but you know <laughs> oh you know yeah I, I i'm I'm gonna die on my hill like preaching that, that <laughs> good we, we, we should have won that game um but you know six point loss and talking to some of the players after um, you know they got back here and we had school the next week you know they're like oh it was sold out like that's like the biggest crowd, like they've ever played a the noise. Uh, the, the noise. It was crazy even the like, noise.
1: over like obviously we couldn't watch it. Like we would like they're playing right there was a mission. I couldn't imagine us trying to get there. Yeah. So like uh-huh. Yeah. Watching it even on television and I mean everybody has crowd mics, but that was just a really loud game and you won't you don't normally like see loud games against a school like us. Yeah. When Kansas is playing. Normally it's a twenty point blowout. Yeah. So I think that was really fun to watch. And I think the biggest thing, like, was talking back and forth with uh, Hayden during the game. <clears throat> and I was looking at turnovers. We actually were plus five in turnovers against them in the first half. And in the second half, we were, like, minus four. So, like, that was the big difference maker. And I think they did a good job. Like, that's a good defensive team. Yeah. Like, they're full of D1 athletes, obviously, and, like, NBA possibility athletes.
2: Big thing, too that I don't think they expected, because they just kind of expected be able to, when we missed shots, they were going to get rebounds, but we crashed the boards oh, yeah. and had so many second-chance opportunities that really just controlled it for us. Let's
1: see here. You want to, 45 to 40, we out 45 to 41.
0: Yeah, like, when did we ever think that would happen? Never. Ev- ever. <laughs> All, you know, all three of us, you know, we're, we're all guilty of it. When we were talking about this game, you know, before it happened, we're all like, this is going to be bad. You know, like, you know, this going to be bad. It's going to be, a, you know, a 30, 40-point blowout. And, you know, the J- Jay Jayhawk faithful will go home, you know, laughing at laughing at us. But we almost pulled an Appalachian State and walked away with, you know, probably a nice game check and almost a win as well, mm-hmm. you well, know. You
2: tune into the coaches' show. Like, uh, with Todd, he said that one of the refs, like, they were they had a lead or something at the first media timeout, and one of the refs told him, like, hey, take a picture of that kind of a thing. Yeah. So no one expected it.
0: No one expected at it. At all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I knew that night, Southern Utah basketball was definitely trending after oh, that. Oh, yeah. like, uh,
1: so I hopped on Twitter. We never see, like, unless it's from our pages, yeah. like, our athletic department pages, everyone was talking about it. Like, everyone yeah. was watching, like, oh, look at that high school team. Cause that's what everybody since they're Utah fans or BYU fans, we're Southern Utah. They're like, like a high school team. Yeah, okay. Okay. Exactly. Whatever. Basketball yeah. wise, we're not a high school team. Football sometimes it's a little different. Yeah. But mm-hmm. basketball wise, I promise we're starting we can go. Again
0: known as basketball down here. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. SU does basketball. <laughs> <laughs> For
2: sure. Now, do we want to stay on the track with men's basketball?
1: We'll do women's. Okay. At Oregon.
2: Um, I guess I tuned into this one um, the most. Women's basketball team uh, traveled on up to good old Eugene, Oregon on, I believe it was November twenty twenty first, Yeah, Monday. And took on the Ducks, who were the number 21 ranked team in the country at that point. Um, Very good team. I don't know where they're at in the rankings right now but very good team Um, going up there just to battle and to just try and learn some things off of this incredibly tough non-conference schedule. We played like three Pac-12 teams for the women's team. That's absurd, but kind of a little cool um, relationship, little uh, thing got to happen on up there. Tracy Sanders and Katie Grise, head coach Tracy and uh, Katie I actually played for Oregon's head coach, Kelly Graves. Uh, Tracy was one of uh, I I remember watching one of the things they posted on Twitter. Tracy was one of Kelly's first like recruits recruits at all. Um, She had a very storied career at St. Mary's, but and then Katie actually played up at Oregon um, when he first got there. Uh, Cool little thing, little homecoming, you know exactly a little homecoming, homecoming. Nice to see those guys uh, um, uh, get to see each other again. Uh, As for the game went, uh, it was... I was impressed. We hung with them. uh, Did end up losing 66-54. to But Sharita looked very good. 17 points. Lizzie had another double-double. We won the battle on the boards, which was
0: crazy. Um, 41 one, rebounds. We're one of the top rebounding teams in the entire yeah, nation. when I was doing stats, um, you know, because I covered the Texas a commerce game that the ones played. We'll cover that later on. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was doing stats for those, every single rebound category, we were either top 15 or top 20 in the nation. Uh, and we're up with Stanford, South. Yes. All these teams. We're one of the best rebounding teams in the nation by far right now. And also Lizzie, uh, five double doubles and I believe seven games now. Yep. Wow. So great for her. <laughs> um, for her. But yeah. Yeah, very very good game up there.
2: Good thing to learn. Obviously, would have liked to be a little closer. Would like to have something like the Kansas game to go up and yeah. um, be competitive up there. And we
0: were competitive. Uh, it was but like a 10-point loss. 12-point 12 12 point loss. 12-point loss up against a top 25 team. So we were there, were but right we built yeah. on so much.
2: And Definitely. It carried us into um, some of the games we will talk about here. The next weekend where they came home and took on UC Santa Barbara in a just absolute slugfest. Ended up losing in triple overtime, 96-102. to 102. Uh, This game was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth the entire time. Um, Started off on a very, very odd occurrence. I still don't know what they're talking about.
1: So, from my understanding, like, what I understood from one of our women's basketball players is that, like, there was something with the scoreboard. Backboard. The shot clock. The shot clock on the backboard. Yeah. And it's, like, it's always been like that. Nothing has ever changed.
2: It's been like that since we remodeled the place for, like, 20, 20 years ago. No one else has noticed it.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and, and you have the one referee that knows every rule. The coach, their, so their coach
1: said that's illegal. I've heard yeah. it was the referee. So what? I'm not going to call names of the players, but it was, like, the she said that the coach um, went up to the ref and let them know, like, that's illegal. And it's, like, we've played them before. Yeah, <laughs> like, why are you worrying about that exactly. now? Exactly. So they started
2: off the game before the tip, um, like, before everything, started off the game with a free throw for a technical foul on us because we weren't prepared. So that kind of set things up in a real weird spiral. But the game went back and forth. Um Sharita and Dela both put up 20 points. Sharita had 21. Dela had 20. Lizzie had 18 18 points, 15 rebounds, and three blocks. And Sam Johnston, absolutely, she's been on a roll, and we'll keep talking about it, from three, um, 15 points. Um, and Megan Jensen added 12 on that night. We battled back a whole bunch of times. Um, went on a huge run in the second half then gave up a run at the end of that second half. Um Overtime, first overtime, clutch shots to keep us in it. Second overtime, we kind of took a lead, and then they came back, and then third overtime, they they pulled away, unfortunately, winning by six. But one of the, one of the instant classics that I've ever seen SU women's basketball play. Like, I can remember last year, I don't know if you guys were at it, Portland State last year. Yeah. We, Dari, Dari like hit a free throw to put us up by one or something. Mm -hmm. That's comparable to this game. Obviously, we ended up on the bad side, but there were so many moments that were
0: just so amazing. So then the next women's game was December December 1st. 1st. I was up against Texas A&M University Commerce, and um, that was a 71-56 win for the women's. It was kids' day. And Were you
1: calling it? You called that game, right? I
0: called that game, oh, no. and, you know, it was a noon tip-off, so not <laughs> many students were there. But the little kids, they were loud. Um, and, of course, I was calling that game, and you can imagine through the mic and the headset, whenever they did the uh, get loud on the scoreboards, oh, mm-hmm. just shrieks of little <laughs> kids just screaming and reverberated through the mic so much in my headset. But 71-56 uh, win over a team that is in its first year as a D1 program. Um, Ever since it was – ever since they were a D2 program, they've been known as – you know, their women's team has been known as one of the top women's teams – women programs in the country. So, you know, definitely not a team to scoff at. But, you know, a good solid win. Lizzie had another double-double, as always. So, yeah. That – and I'll ask you this, like –
2: I wasn't there for this game. I was in one of my classes in the AFEC, and they seem like they just – the kids just scream to scream. They don't know who
0: they're screaming at what they're screaming at. They're just there for noise. During timeouts, they were screaming. Like, Like, during timeouts. Which which
2: we love getting the
0: Cedar City community involved here. But I was like, (laughs) wow. Coach Tracy Sanders of Postkin, like, she literally, like – almost passed out from yelling just because how loud it was with the kids (laughs) in the arena trying to call out plays for her team. Um, But, yeah, good solid win for the women's team here Um, Mm -hmm. and a good win to build off of as I'm moving to the next one. We
2: went to NAU in our last matchup on the third. Um, Started our little Big Sky journey where we've taken on a lot of the teams that we've yeah. fought so hard against these past <clears throat> few years um suffering a, another unfortunate defeat sixty five to seventy six the lumberjacks ended up winning this one uh sharita season high twenty two points megan another season high sixteen points um big thing in this one i think we had a total of Six or seven minutes where we did not score a point in mm. two quarters like Unfortunate we did come screaming back uh, Megan Jensen was Sharita put up a lot of points, but Megan Jensen did Some great things. She was doing like reverse little layups and very solid mid-range jumpers um, Great on the defensive uh, end of the floor But just didn't go our way we got into foul trouble early And that's what kind of did it over for us. So tough, but. Yeah. It's NAU won the Big Sky last year, I'm pretty sure. Right?
0: Mm, uh,
1: Did they? I don't remember who won it for women.
0: I think it was Uh, Montana State won it for men. No, Montana State swept last year. They won it for women as well. Yes. Yes. Disregard
2: that last statement.
0: Yes, they did. Because they have that player that her name's like Koala Bear or something <laughs> <What>? like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for the women last year from Montana State, she was she <laughs> she played really good though. She she was a baller. Yeah, but um, but yeah,
2: I can't. I don't know what I think of that. Maybe they made it. <laughs> yeah, they lost and then they went to the Big Sky Conference Championship. Yes, and, and ended up losing lost. to Montana State. So they're not a team to shy away from. Had a lot of girls coming back. Yeah, um, very solid team. So. Still, good performance, and there's
0: still things to look forward to. Yeah. Do we want to cover tonight's women's matchup, or yeah, let's right. that real quick. circle back to men's. So tonight they play the Colorado Buffaloes in Colorado, and right now Colorado seven two on the season with big wins over huge, wide margin wins over Chicago State. Defeated them eighty three to thirty two. Western Michigan, seventy-five to thirty-seven, and Boise State, seventy-one to forty-eight. Um, last year, Colorado came here, and Colorado was a top twenty-five team at the moment, and they destroyed us last year. <laughs> um, Colorado has one of the best defenses in the country, and I remember last year's game because I called it. The way they just slashed down the offense down the court and just picked us off every single time, which is just insane. They're very good, team. Definitely one of the best defensive teams on the women's side in the country. And Colorado has almost everything going for them right now across the board in athletics. Um, Deion Sanders is the new football head coach over there. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about this. <laughs> Seth has a little, uh, you know, He's a Utah beef. Or, He's so yeah. Has We're a little Utah, beef yeah. with a Deion Sanders. So De- <laughs> Deion Sanders there listens Seth Whitehouse is a little beef with you, yeah. so you may want to talk with him. <laughs> um, smoke. But uh, he, he can get to smoke. <laughs> he can get the smoke. All right, Coach Prime, come down here. No, Jay we're kidding, kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, women are playing Colorado at Colorado's tonight. Yeah. Let's. And the big storyline yeah. from there,
2: um, I think last year is another little reunion, I guess you could say. Colorado's head coach JR Payne used to be SUU's head coach yes. a long ago. They came back here last year. She had the chance to reunite with Tracy Sanders. They did uh, end up beating us because they are a very solid team. But another uh, good little reunion and another really good test for us to uh, build our skills.
0: Absolutely. We'll swing back to the men's side of things now. So the last matchup was... November twenty fifth at the North Shore Classic in Hawaii, and we lost big time to uh, Texas State. Yeah, this is a tough one, and I,
2: I, it, it, we just weren't clicking, and I, I don't even know if we touch on it all that much because
1: uh, we weren't able to watch it. Yeah, like, yeah, because uh, it was the, what, the North Shore Classic, right? Yeah, and they have yeah. a paywall. Like it's not on ESPN Plus or anything. Yeah. It's a paywall. Sorry, I'm not paying like a <laughs> hundred bucks to watch two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on television.
2: Big story for this though. Tevion Jones reached the thousand point club. Yes, yes, he did. An outstanding career, but <laughs> suffered a loss there. But then the moved into day. an exhilarating mm-hmm. performance uh, against Sacramento State. Yeah. They ended up winning. 91 to 87 in double overtime, which made five overtimes on that day. The same day as that UC Santa Barbara game here in Cedar City. So both basketball teams playing a lot of extra basketball. A lot of free basketball for those people in attendance. Um, Tev, 24 points. Jason Spurgeon, 20. Uh, Drake had 14. Um, A lot of... A lot of good showings there, and we ended up pulling it out in uh, double overtime. I
1: um, oh, dang Harry had a double double that game. I think that was <laughs> took the portrait right out of my mouth. Harry uh, hit some free throws to clinch it up for us. Yeah. yeah, and I think I don't know like after last night, but we, I believe you've seen it too. Is he was averaging like twenty in the last two games against Big cool. Sky opponents. And wow. I think he had thirteen points last night. So That's around, yeah. I was really right. hoping that he would have scored, like, 23 because I was doing the math, yeah. and I would have made it 20 exactly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's been honestly playing really well, and I know, like, he's not been a starter for us until this year. I mean, he's been in and out of the starting rotation. He's, he's been, been, in been a, a six-man yeah, type a six of man. Yeah.
0: figure, and a really good six-man that because a lot of college basketball teams, you'll have your starting five, and that's just where it declines. Like, the mm-hmm. bench is not good. Overall, that past couple years, the Southern Utah bench hasn't been really good, but Harry has defined – is the definition of that six-man role for yeah. this team. Just, you know, you know, Coach Simon can plug him in five minutes into the game and say, hey, you're going in for Mason," or hey, you're going in for Spurgeon, or you're going in for Tev, and he will perform that role to a T. He-, he does it so well.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, this year he's just doing a great job with his – in the starting lineup. He's just a do-it-all guy for – Coach Simon, like absolutely. he literally does everything, every hustle play, everything. Like, yeah, it's kind of hard to match that type of energy. Yeah, so it's good to have somebody like him on the floor. Like, absolutely, he can
0: shoot, he can rebound. His three point shot has such, came such a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, last year he started attending more three pointers, and this year his three point shot just it's so good. You know, when he gets open, there's a good chance. You know, compared to his freshman sophomore year, when he shot three pointer. All right, let's see if this goes in. Now it's almost every single time. Oh, Harry's gonna shoot from three. Let's see if he makes it. You know, and yeah, he's been automatic from that range. Yeah, he and
1: thirty, no, fifty percent or no? Oh my goodness, that's bad math. It's about thirty-four percent. That's very solid. Yeah, very
0: solid for his position, especially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for being a power forward. For sure. Now moving on to the next game, and that. Well, very tough one. Yeah. Uh three point loss in Montana State here at home. We we uh Yeah, final seconds guys. Final in seconds. Final seconds.
2: Unfortunate uh air costed us. Um we were in it. Yeah. I think the big storyline of the game is we've had a very big history with Montana State. Yes. I think we're six and twenty three after yeah, this
1: loss. Like wins in total against them, uh, some, something like yeah. that.
2: Yeah. In particular, had some history with their guy, Battle. I don't remember. Ra- Raekwon Battle, I think. Raekwon Battle,
1: Battle.
2: yeah. And Jabril Bellow. Oh,
1: goodness. Raekwon had a crazy game.
2: Raekwon was nuts, but Bello actually ended up uh, getting ejected from the game, yes. sending everybody Early into in the
0: first half. Yeah.
2: And I, I, I kind of wanted to touch on this. I wanted to get your guys' opinion. To me, and it, it certainly did help us not have to deal with him. To me, I don't know if that constitutes a double technical foul what he did. For those of you who do not know didn't get to see it, Bello tries to post up, he's throwing elbows, accidentally hits Spurge in the gut, basically. We'll we'll say groin
0: groin gut area area. And Spurge just automatically just like Yeah. Goes over kinda like you know, kinda I feel if you're like stomach if you're sick with like the stomach virus and you're like hunched over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he got
2: hit and absolutely ridiculous. One of the I'm sitting next to one of the Montana State coaches at the table and he says, yeah. How do we know he's not flopping? Like he's not gonna stop playing defense completely and, just go and grab his yeah. stomach if yeah, he's like, exactly. gonna flop.
1: If exactly. anybody knows Spurge, he literally just is yeah. not him at all. So I was like He never flops. He I was never like, flops.
2: Shut I was kinda like, Shut up, dude. And then <laughs> they actually ended up reviewing it and ejected Bello from the game yeah.
0: very, very early. Montana State crowd was absolutely... Yeah, the Montana State bench was going absolutely crazy uh, about it. But, you know, it's one of those tough calls. You know, I remember playing basketball as a kid, and, you know, even though I was kind of small as a kid, I you know, somehow my coaches will always say, you're good at rebounding, go down low and rebound for us. And, you know, yeah, was I throwing elbows as well? Yeah, because it's a physical battle down there. But sometimes, you know, you throw too many elbows, gets gets the guy, uh, you're trying to box out in the right spot or in the wrong spot, Um, and, (laughs) you know, it it can happen. It happens, but, you know, overall, and also another big topic of that game was the free throws. 20 of 31, 67% at the line. You know, free throws are easily the most important uh, point you can get in a basketball game, and if they got four more free throws, this game would have been a completely different result. If it played like that, granted in the final seconds it was tied and Dang Dutt was bringing up the ball and, you know, just miscommunication on the play. Dang tried to pass it out or just mm-hmm. lost control for, of the ball for a single microsecond and battle with his very long wingspan. Like, yeah. Just Absurd. came in, swatted it, took it, and, you know, fast break layup with three seconds left and our man Cam Healy, smart move trying to foul him because he missed it, then it's a one-and-one. But fouled him, Battle makes the layup, makes the 3 throw, and then Dang Dutt with a half-court heave that almost went in, off the backward and just rimmed out just too much mm-hmm. momentum on the shot. But heartbreaker.
1: So, like, when you were talking about Raekwon Battle, and when Bello went out, Raekwon Battle, like, literally carried that team on oh, absolutely back. It was almost like... He scored 29 points, 7-11 from
2: three. It was absurd. It was almost like... A guy off, yeah. our guy Tev, yeah, against your guy Raquan, and yeah. they just it went was a one-on-one battle, yeah. back Tev and forth. Tev
1: played a solid game too. I mean, he had twenty points, 7-11 from the field, two five from three. Like they it's nothing to scoff yeah. at. It's just it was tough to keep like yeah any shot that uh Battle put up like it literally just was all it was net a, like yeah. it would not even
0: hit yeah. rim. No, it, was, it, he was it went straight in the net that night. Like, Battle is saying, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. And that was the definition of his performance, just absolute stud performance by Battle. Definitely one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference right now for, you know, the Bobcats and for the whole entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, heartbreaker overall. That game should have been a, if SGU hit their f- three throws, totally different result if Bella was still ejected. Um but yeah, close game, but you're going to have those close losses that you kind of just have to learn from in general. 100%. And that, after that,
2: that pushed us into our next big sky matchup against the Idaho State Bengals. Did you guys get to watch that one?
0: I did throughout. Um, I successful win.
1: Day, I watched like parts of it because like I was like, just, I was. The worst day of my COVID. You were COVID brained. That yeah, was literally like, I kid you not, the worst day of COVID <laughs> in my life. Uh, and I had it before too, and it was still it's bad. Easy, You're good now, yeah? Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. yeah. It was just He's hard good. to watch any screens. <laughs> oh. so that's uh, the worst. I was like in and out of it because I was like kind of going to sleep and stuff like that. And it looked like a pretty good game. They looked a lot more composed compared to. Against the Bobcats, like just less I can't tell you this for sure. I mean we can look at the stats, but look like less turnovers and everything like that. Just more efficient as a team unit, not just like player to player. Better
0: yeah, very efficient. Completely as a team. agree. Very
2: I don't know as much efficient offensively, but defensively things Oh yeah. The, and
0: the three pro oh. battle turned around that yeah. game. Twenty seven out of thirty one from the stripe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, total Total so night and wild. day compared to Montana State game. Harrison Butler, our man Harry, once again, 22 points, um, five rebounds. Te followed with 13, and Mason followed with 12 points. You know, just overall good team performance overall. Yeah. It was,
2: it, and this encapsulates the game very well in this uh, article. It says gritty, gritty performance, gritty performance. by us. Yeah. Um, definitely takes our – top 10 scoring average uh in the NCAA down. We yeah. average like 91 points and we only We're put up 69. There. We're second. Oh
0: my second. god. We're second now after last night and we still have the third toughest schedule in mm-hmm. the NCAA based on the other teams we played this year. Um yeah, hard, you know, it's going to be a hard schedule ahead, but you know, I you know, these guys can play like this, just play gritty, play good basketball. I think we can make something out of it for sure.
1: For sure. We have one more game to cover, right? Yes. yes. It, it was, was last night's game. And I don't, yeah. don't even need to cover it. We don't it. really need to cover it, but it was a good... <laughs> we're playing against the Bishop
0: Sycamore of uh, D3. Oh, schools. yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear this?
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't in class. There's, I was just saying they were they reverse Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> us. No, I didn't hear that. That's... We, won't, we won't mention any more
1: on, on the podcast. But... yeah. If it you, was. It's we'll a good game say, to get back on track. I will just say this: it was the largest victory for the men's, or yes, in team history, history. Uh-huh. by 71 points. Yep. We won by 71 points, so for sure. Um, you want to preview
2: the Jack Jones?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I believe we play Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. the first game, and then obviously from there, since it's a tournament, it'll just be determined. Based I believe on. it's
0: actually just one game. It's only one game. It's one of those tournaments where the team will play one game or two. I know Crane plays two games. Crane plays like BYU or something. BYU in the next state Arizona state. It's one of those special tournaments that doesn't have a tournament structure with it. Okay. So basically it's if you win, you get a particip- participation trophy and say with the title of winner, Jack Jones Hoof Fest. Yay, and then you go back home. Um Shoot. loser gets nothing basically. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those tournaments basically. I
1: didn't know
0: that. Okay. Um yeah, so there's no true it's kind of just like a viewing game where it's just like, "Oh, SU is playing one game. All right, cool. Let's go down for the day and go watch it. One of those type of things. It's not a huge tournament structure like the North Shore Classic we saw in Hawaii.
2: Yeah, and if you want to go down and watch this game, get done with all your finals early and everything like that, it is in the Mandalay Bay in the Michelob Ultra Arena. Um, So go down there, watch your T-Birds, watch some other pretty solid uh, basketball go down.
1: The, yeah, BYU, the Lobos, Utah State, um, ASU, San Fran, San Fran, like a lot of pretty good schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And this should be a, t- a game that we win, Cal State Fullerton. And I know gonna, I'm gonna say that all the time, but I think they're seventh in the in the Big West right now, so should be another game where we can get back on track um,
0: and get a win. Yeah, for sure, you know. I think this could be a good, you know, team-building win. Winning in a tournament, even if it's just a one-game tournament, is a very good thing as, you know, they face Cal four oh ten 10 and they play NAU here, and then they go on the road at Colorado, which their men's team has been a constant factor in the Pac-12. You know, either a team's really good or they're really bad. Um, either way, I did – Actually, a guy that went to my high school actually played for Colorado, actually. Okay. So oh, a little, yeah, he's actually, uh-huh. I forgot his name. He's in the NBA right now also. Oh. So, so Colorado has produced some good NBA alumni over He's in, in the years. NBA, and you don't remember his name. It's like his last name's White, and then first name's something. He's going to say Kobe White or something. Kobe White. No, not Kobe White. <laughs> not Kobe White. But – am um, just messing with you. But, yeah, you know, this schedule is going to get tougher for them, but it's also going to get better, more lessons learned for this team that has also so many transfers on it as well.
1: I think – or, my bad. I think, like, that the men – is it – yeah, I think the men, like, the way – that Coach Simon and like the staff and just athletics put uh, the schedule together, like our preseason schedule. Basically, it's not preseason, but it's preseason uh, before whack play, or yeah, whack play. Like there were a lot of good mixtures of like teams that you would expect to be a hard test. Obviously, like Kansas and stuff like the Lobos and everything like that. So I think it was a good balance just to kind of fill the guys out and stuff like that.
2: For sure it's just a absolute just deadlock kind of a battle um in this uh non-conference schedule and it's really going to prepare us for when it counts and we're going to need it playing in the whack
0: absolutely yeah absolutely these big games build up conference games you know it just builds up that momentum builds up that experience that we need overall yeah one more do
1: you want to do gym oh yeah we should do gym oh, you should my gosh. definitely do gym because they will be coming back at uh like they'll be playing or, or Where is it? the
2: they will be performing mm-hmm. performing January 9th January 9th in New Hampshire the first meet to kick off the season there might yes. be another one in there
0: um they're scheduled for before, January 6th on the calendar but it's TBA at the moment so I don't know if they're trying to find someone mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. second but yeah so right now they are scheduled for January 9th. Here in the AFEC first University of New Hampshire. I think they're actually, are they in the AFEC or are they in New Hampshire? They're in the AFEC. Oh, yeah, okay. It lists here in Sears City, yeah. yes. Um, you know, gymnastics has been one of the, you know, it's like the hidden gem of SU athletics. The whole entire community comes to support. I've been to so many gymnastics meets, and literally the arena is jam-packed. It's electric. It's electric in there. You know, we've been ranked in the top 25 on numerous occasions. Occasions? And our flipping birds are looking for their 10th straight NCAA regional appearance. Last year, we're in a tough draw with Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia. Or was it LSU? I think it was Georgia. I don't think Georgia was there. I mean, LSU. I think. It was Auburn. I think right?
2: it was Auburn just yes. because it was like Suni Lee, the Olympic gymnast, yes. and she was going yes. crazy.
0: It was Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia in our group. We placed third. We beat Georgia, mm-hmm. but we lost to Kentucky and Auburn only by one point or so. It was actually pretty close overall. So definitely, you know, we can compete against the best, absolutely, and you know, a lot of returners for the squad as well. So many. So many returners for I, their senior year. I don't year. really know who we lost, to be honest with you, because you look no. down, you got Haley
2: Voltagio, Nikki Thomas is back, Rachel Smith is back, Aubrey Schwartz back. I think Carla McClain is back? Yep, McClain is back for this uh, year. Mason Bennett, crazy on the bar. Is her uh, commie back this year?
0: Uh, I think she is. She is. Yeah, Shylan's back as well. She so. plays the best at the bars at the NCA regional. She got an individual title for that, if she I remember, is. last year. And she's she's insane on the bars. So this is definitely a squad that can make some noise for sure. And so much experience. And that's going to lead them into absolutely into those. Uh, I think they have like eight or nine senior graduate students this year more on this roster. More than that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be this it's year. Gonna be it's gonna so be crazy yeah. for this team. Yeah.
2: So make sure you come out and enjoy a gymnastics meet. Right? If you've never been before, it's gonna be it's so fun. It's
0: so much fun. It's in a different.
2: It's a different experience. But it's yeah. it's
0: so great. And within the routines as well, the girls on the team get the you know crowd involved so much, uh-huh. especially on the floor routines. That you know, I think it's I think it's McLean's routine, Carly McLean. Where like she claps and like the or does like the birds up and like the whole entire crowd like does it as well, uh-huh. which it's so cool to watch. Or one of the girls on the team, and you know, gymnastics definitely the hidden gem of SU athletics for sure. And they're led so, by yeah. one of the best, Scott Batman,
2: who's yes. in his thirtieth year.
1: Yeah,
0: or,
2: at, in the program,
0: which is. I don't think there's much coaches in the NCAA overall that can say I've coached at one place for 30 years. absurd. Even just coaching for 30
1: years? Uh Yeah. Like in general, that's crazy.
0: And he's turned around the program ever since he came here. They've been a top gymnastics team in the NCAA. So definitely a big, big team. We've upset teams like Iowa State, BYU. Arizona. You know, Arizona, Georgia, you know, know, Power 5 schools.
1: Already, well, I think that basically like Wraps up all of our sports. I don't know. <laughs> we got a lot of them. We got a lot of them. <laughs> yes. If we're going to be doing any over the break. Like I will be back home
0: in Vegas playing golf every single day during the break. So <laughs> I will not be here for sure. I can guarantee he you said, that. He says
2: bye. Not talking to any of you. I'm going to play golf. Don't even call me. Don't, Don't text, text call me. me.
0: Don't even text me. Hey, man, you still got to write articles. It's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yes. Um, I'll still be writing articles. But... So besides it... that, yeah, I think that's all of our sports. Um, you'll yeah. probably see us back. Probably we'll have to figure out the schedule because I know my schedule for classes is completely flipped. Yes. From last
0: semester. Me too. So we'll try to find a new time <clears throat> next semester for In the Thundercast. In yeah. 2023. Yes. <laughs> Yes. We'll close it off there. Alright.